Hey everybody, welcome to episode number five. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. That's right, number five. And um, welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you're here. And we are very excited about this podcast. Oh, yeah. And today, Yeesh. today we're talking about relationships. Relationships. Ooh. Huge topic. Love it. Huge I mean, topic. This is everything to, every, yes. to everybody. Oh, it's so true. What do you, everybody wants to get married. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a significant other. Absolutely. And statistically, you're, you're looking like you're going to get married. About 96% of people get married. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. odds are in your favor, you folks. you got some good odds. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fish out there. I'm married. Pastor Evan, are you married? I am married. What about you, Minister Aaron? Not yet. But you but are. But I am engaged, and we got a date set, and it's about six and a half months away. That's crazy. Six and a half months. And every month wow. in between now and then is a... St- Rotten <laughs> month. It is a rotten month that should not exist. Right? It, that's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> Minister Aaron was like, I just want all these months to just disappear and it becomes September. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. He's not singing "Wake Me Up When September Ends." No, no, he's not singing that song. He he is saying September come quickly. Come Lord, quickly. Please. There's a lot of songs with the month September. I don't know why. As soon as you said that line, I thought of that song. Right. And then there's another song, um, September's never stay this cold, where I come mm-hmm. from and you know. That's, Why? That's, that's, and then there's another one um, with Justin Timberlake. He uh, sings it on the Trolls movie. I've never seen Trolls. Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a very good movie. Really? Oh, very good movie. I'm missing out, I guess. It's a classic song. It's a remake. It's some song from the 70s. I, I can't think. think of it, though. I don't know what song he sings. Um, I can't think of it either, when the, especially when the pressure's on and we're recording. Anyway, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. Let's talk about some relationships. Question number one for everybody as we get started. We're going to go through this um, podcast here, talking about relationships. But I would love to hear you guys' stories. Yeah. So uh, how did you meet Kendra, Pastor Evan? Oh, this is a great Great question. Um, I met Kendra at Spring Arbor University. We're both attending a Spring Arbor. And my roommate, uh, Nick Wisniewski, uh, which you all know, uh, he was actually in the same uh, freshman class. They call it CORE. Uh, the kind of freshman starter pack for getting friends <laughs> is pretty much <laughs> what it was. And so they had guys and girls in that. And actually through that, I met Kendra, uh, she would come and hang out with, with the guys. A bunch of them would all hang out. Um, and, and I noticed her. So she's younger than you. She's younger than me. Yes, absolutely. Come on now. Robin, Robin, the, uh, the, uh, youth ministry there pretty much. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and she, uh, she would come over and get creamer. I was the guy who had a bunch of creamer because I worked at Gordon Food Service. So I had peppermint mocha creamer. Uh, and that's kind of what we bonded over. There's a lot more to that story. Uh, but that's how I actually met uh, Kendra, really. So you just mm. you liked the way she came over and asked for cream. Yeah, she, she wanted that peppermint <laughs> mocha life. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> well, you're a big coffee lover. I love coffee. Yeah. So that was a common interest right there, right mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of yeah. coffee, I was about to say the same thing. Uh, mm. You guys are late. I already took my first sip. I'm at my third or fourth. So <laughs> catch up. So that's how you guys met. You were the yeah. <laughs> you were the supplier for her drug. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you say it like that, Pastor Luke. Because <laughs> it's a dr- her drug of choice was coffee. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, you know, and, and we we passed by each other and we knew of each other, but that's really the first time we really had uh, an encounter and actually like met. Nice. So yeah, nice. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, Minister Aaron, you, how did you meet your fiance? Yeah, so I met Zena actually at church at our young adult group at Momentum. Um, she started serving in the tech team and I had served on the tech team. Um, but I didn't really pay too much, uh, notice or too much attention to her when I first met her. Um, I really, uh, kind of started to get to know her actually on a missions trip in Houston, Texas. Wow. Um, uh, we were building some destroyed homes, uh, for some people who had lost their homes in a hurricane. Um, and that's when I, she said she had absolutely no interest in me on that trip, but that's when she I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I first kind of uh, took notice of her. And then it so was, you'd like to, I mean, what did you notice on a missions trip? Cause I mean, you know, you're on this missions trip. You're, you're working hard. Oh yeah. You're, you're overcoming some, str- some physically difficult situations. What did you notice about her specifically? Well, I'll be really honest with you. The first thing I noticed, I was like, wow, she's really cute. <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> that's fine. That's, um, that's fine. Totally normal. Be attracted. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but then I started to kind of get to know her a little bit on that trip and just realized, you know, thought she was super fun, had a lot of energy and I was also really genuine. That was one of the things that I really mm. noticed and really liked about her right away was that she was really genuine um, I wasn't just kind of putting up a big facade for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then, but then I kind of lost touch with her. She moved uh, away, was in Europe for three months. Wow. And then, so I didn't get to really pursue any kind of relationship with her until March of the next year. We kind of actually, Pastor Luke, you kind of set that up a little bit. He was working <laughs> behind the scenes. I was working behind the scenes, but it was kind, it was not on purpose. Just so you know. So it wasn't on purpose. What? It was I, I mean, I can share my side of the story if you want to hear it. I do. Well, I was. We were on the missions trip to in Houston. Right. I, I was there. Yeah. I was leading the young adults that trip, and we had a. We finally had our free day at the very end of the week. Um, and for our free day, we wanted to go to an air conditioned place. <laughs> Because it was so hot. It was was so hot. It was like 99 to 105 degrees there. And even the water park wasn't refreshing because it was just (laughs) so hot and the water was hot. We wanted to be, we wanted to get inside. We Mm -hmm. hadn't been inside at all. And we were walking around the mall. I mean, Aaron was there. Aaron was at the mall too. We were all at the mall walking around. And, and, um, I just said, Dana, what are you looking for in a man? (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed she she laughed a little bit and I said, no, I'm serious. What are you looking for in a man? And she kind of quickly described like body type for at first because she <laughs> okay. didn't really know exactly what I meant when I asked, what are you looking for in a man? She's like, and she said, you know, somebody like Aaron. Whoa. I swear she said that. She she denies that she said that. It's Just- not true. <laughs> I, no, she definitely said that. And, I, and then she started to talk about how she actually did. Whoa. Like the way Aaron looked. <laughs> <laughs> she liked when you carried that pack of shingles on the roof. Oh, that body. 
<laughs> those calves, if they went up that ladder. Those calves, though. So Busting and, out of his socks. But more than just the way he, he carried himself or the way he looked, she did describe a man of God like Aaron. Wow. That's what she didn't say, I want Aaron. Be honest here, right? I'm not gonna. Lie. I can't lie in this podcast. But a man of God like Aaron, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, well, why can't it just? In my mind, I'm like, why can't you just be Aaron? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just <laughs> described Aaron. And it's like, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I'm, and I, I just took it in and I just absorbed it. I didn't say anything. I didn't tell Aaron. I nothing. Nope. She went away to Europe. Wow. Then she came back, and she came back from Europe, and I just said, Aaron. Aaron was single. Still, Dana's yep. single still. And I said, Aaron, I know somebody who really respects you and yeah. I think likes you. That's all I said. Yeah, that is, that's exact. And that I actually, remember that conversation. when you said that, because there was another guy who was like, dude, this girl's crushing on you. And I was like, okay, I didn't really care. And then you're like, there's, I, there's this girl who really respects you. And I was like, that's way more attractive. So he, at first I didn't say who it was. Mm-hmm. And he didn't ask. Nope, I didn't. About a couple weeks go by. Wow. And he comes into my office. <laughs> He's like, hey, who was that girl you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. Oh, who's that? Yeah, I'm going to get close to the mic. He's like, hey, hey, who's that girl you're talking about who really respects me? And I said, oh, you want to know, huh? I was like, I'm not, I'm not looking. I wasn't mi- being missed. Like I was, like I said at the beginning, I wasn't trying to create a relationship. Right, right. And I said, her name's Dana. Her last name will be Malmquist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. No, I, I just, I just <laughs> told her what I told her. I told him who it was. And yeah. then I never, I don't know if I ever told you this, Aaron. But then I, I texted Dana. No, you did not tell me. But later, after me and Dana started dating, she told me. Okay. Yeah. When I realized what the potential could be now, and I see, I didn't know you liked her. I didn't know you liked her. So I, I didn't say anything. Hmm. And, and so when I said, Dana, I still didn't know if you liked her. And, and then you were like, I don't know what you said. Maybe a week or two later, even after I told you it was Dana, you said, I think I'm ready to uh, start dating, right? <laughs> I think I said something like that. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what I said. That's awesome. But yeah, something like that. Well, you didn't know this, but but I had texted Dana and I said, um, I know somebody who likes you. <laughs> That's all I said. There. So mysterious. <laughs> so mysterious. I know. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> and long story short, she was. she finally said who? And I told her. Aaron, and, yeah. then, and then it all here we are. You're engaged now. That's now amazing. we're engaged. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, is Dana older or younger than you? She's older than me. Oh my goodness! By just over three years, actually, wow. she's older than she's me. So mature. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> she's actually. I I realized this. I was thinking about this the other day, Pastor Luke. That Dana and Kendra are the same age. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. It took me a moment. I think Kendra's a couple months older. A couple months, yeah. Yeah. Her birthday's but, July. Yeah, so, so Dana's is uh, December. Oh, so about so six crazy. months. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wowzer. Yeah. All right, Pastor Luke, what about you? How did you meet Jen? So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so everything with Jen and I was totally outside of her character. 
her normal. Really? Her, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll make long story short, just like everybody else did. I was at college and um, not looking to date or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I wasn't interested in dating. I didn't want to date. Hmm. I didn't want to mess with girls. I just wasn't interested. Hmm. Um, and um, But I was at college and I was playing um, intramural football. Mm, with my okay. with our with our our team, and I did not know this, but she was at the game and she was watching because her sister's boyfriend was on my team. Wow, he was our quarterback. His name is Russ. Mm. So her sister's boyfriend is our quarterback, and so they're at the game and they're watching and they're trying to support um, and all that stuff. I didn't know she was there, but she saw me playing football. And, Can't resist a guy playing football. Yeah, and she said this to herself. Now, she has since told me this, so I know what she said to herself. She said, oh, oh, is this what college boys are like? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know, give me a piece of that Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> and her words, not yours, right? Exactly her words. <laughs> <laughs> and she... Then said, as she was watching the game and saw me play, saw me interacting, she just was watching me be a, a human being, right? Right. She, she says she actually fell in love. Wow. Yep. Wow. And I didn't even see her there. Wow. I didn't even see her there. And so she, she totally noticed me way before I ever noticed her. And she had some, friend, some girlfriends on campus that knew me really well. And okay. she had never even talked to me yet, wow. but they knew me really well. And um, what happened was, is I was going to a, this church event. There was a church in town. It was a young adult event. And I went to this young adult event and her girlfriends knew I was going. And so they were like, hey, we've got to go to this event and we've got to somehow get you talking to Lucas. Interesting. I wow. had no idea any of this happening. I didn't know. Like I said, I just was at this event. I was actually having fun. I was... Doing my church thing. Yeah. But I will say this. I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around. There was two girls standing there. One I knew, and then one was brand new. When I saw her, I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That is is a southern belle. (laughs) You know, like, I I was stunned. I was stunned. You know, first, first impressions, whoa. And then that's how we met. That's exactly hmm. how we met. And I didn't know that she was there on purpose just to somehow start a conversation with me hmm. or somehow just see me or, or or be there too. So she was pursuing me in a way. And and this okay. is a, to make a long story short, like I said, I wasn't interested in dating. All right. And a whole year goes by. Whoa. A whole year goes by and I never pursued her. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I found out she was getting frustrated. <laughs> That's wow. Awesome. But we're married now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Everything just kind of, you said, out of her character to do, but clearly it was the Lord's leading. Totally out of her character. She's not, she doesn't believe in love at first sight, but she did with me. She fell wow. in love with me. And when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah. oh <laughs> that's a girl. That's <laughs> <laughs> a girl right there. So that's kind of how it went. Um, wow. But, but we, this is a good conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's how we yeah. met. But quickly now. What do you guys feel like is um, an appropriate age to start dating? Mm. I think I think this is a really interesting question because I'm not sure, at least from, and this is just coming from like 
my experiences and watching my friends. Like I don't have any like biblical background to back this up. Um, but I just, I think sometimes maybe it's not so much about an age, but about the maturity level of some people. Mm-hmm. Cause when I was in high school, I had friends that were dating that dated very maturely. And I also had friends in high school that dated and didn't date maturely at all. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like every couple months their life was ruined because their new girl broke up with her or broke up with them. Um, and so I would just say that, you know, if you, feel like you're mature enough to actually handle a relationship um, and not, uh, you know, Pastor Evan preached uh, a great message last night and he talked about having just a completely open heart to somebody who didn't have an open heart to him. And so if you're, if you can handle that, uh, yeah, handle that, having an open heart to somebody and be willing to, to take on the you know, because dating's not all like, oh, flowers and roses and happy and everything's perfect. That's not what dating's like. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to actually take on the work of actually pursuing somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think that's where where that line is. Okay. What yeah. about you, Pastor? What do you think? Well, you know, I, I kind of agree with Minister Aaron. Um, the idea of maturity outweighs age. Um, you know, just thinking about those who have a right mindset, those who are bearing spiritual fruit, those who are working hard. I've seen even teenagers outdo young adults in being prepared for a relationship. And I kid That's you true. not. I've seen that too. I, I've mm-hmm. definitely seen that. If I would actually put an age on it, if you give maturity into this you know, situation, the scenario, you put a lot of maturity and spiritual wisdom, I would say 16, 16 and up. Um, more like a young adult would be better, but 16, if you're in good company and you're learning how, and, and you're getting, you know, you're, you're, you're not marrying obviously, but you're saying, wow, what do I want? And, and there, I see this is attractive in a relationship. This is attractive. I want to learn from my youth pastors. I'm going to learn from healthy relationships. I think 16 is a good age if, and only if there is spiritual maturity, wisdom, and discipline backing that up. Okay, that's good. And I really think, you know, I think about when I started dating when I was 16, and I wish I wouldn't have dated when I was 16. Interesting. I, okay. and, and, and I wasn't mature enough to do uh, it. I see. To handle right. it. I Then when I got to college, um, I started dating Jen um, in our sophomore year. Okay. And I mm. enjoyed that. Were you then, were you 19, 20? 20. 20. Okay. Okay. And I was now mature. I felt like I had definitely matured and mm-hmm. we had a wonderful relationship. It was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was great for me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I regret all the relationships before her, mm-hmm. not, maybe mm-hmm. not all of them, but the majority of them, mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. regret that. Yeah. I had a lot of bad relationships, you know, you know, I met Kendra when I was 23 but I had a lot of relationships before then, mm-hmm. and they were horrible. <laughs> now, God, God taught me a lot. Good people, just you great know. people, but they're horrible. It's it's not it's not me. It's you. You know, it's <laughs> reverse that. No, 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 no. It's not me. It's not, no. It's kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it definitely was a me problem and not a they problem, and, and I realize that. So even even at that age, 23. You know, I finally, and this that's why I say maturity and wisdom must be backed by this is mm-hmm. when I finally said, God, when I say this, I truly mean it. I'm okay with it being just you and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're okay with singleness, I like how Craig Rochelle says singleness is a, whole, is a whole number. One is a whole number. When you're finally, 
at a heart level, not at a mind level, at a heart level, I am okay with you and me, God, is when I think that's setting you up for really stepping out into a relationship because it's not a, I'm trying to cater to my needs, but I want to please God because God's my number one. So then when God brings a number two in your life, he's still number one. You still Mm -hmm. operate with that mindset. You can actually be more Christ-like and have a healthy relationship. Now, for Mm -hmm. me, you know, I had a lot of bad relationships and they taught me a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a hundred percent of the problem in each relationship. You know, uh, you know, and, and and so that's that's what I have to say on that too. It's so mm-hmm. true. And how do you yeah. like prepare for dating? How do you get prepared for dating? There's a few ways in my mind that think about this. How do you know you're ready to date? Well, I, I would say this first and foremost: when you're ready to get married. Come on, somebody. When you're yeah. ready to get married, wow. Then you can start dating. Mm-hmm. That'd mm-hmm. be one way I think you can pre- get prepared. Yeah, I totally agree because I think I've talked with so many teenagers who when they're dating somebody, getting married is like the farthest thing from their mind. They just mm-hmm. want to have fun. They just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And when you're just dating just to have fun, that relationship is going to go downhill like every time. Right. Like you said, bad relationship after bad relationship. Yeah. If the goal is fun, ooh, I don't know. Well, th- don't they say, you know, it's, to be married is to be holy, not happy. Happiness is a byproduct. Yeah. of marriage, not the main attraction. Holiness is always the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. It should always be the goal. It, and it, when it's it, not the goal, you're not ready. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And if you're just in it for fun, you're going to get mm-hmm. in trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so true. You know, and thinking about this, too, because Kendra and I, we got engaged when she was 19. She was 19 years old when she was an engaged woman. And we got married when she was 20. But just like you said, Pastor Luke, she was ready to be married. She had a solid relationship with God. She had wonderful women of God surrounding her, speaking wisdom into her life. And she made a decision to say, I'm ready to commit and to step in this new realm called marriage. Amazing Mm. picture of that. And so even at 20, but she was ready to be married. There you go. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I think a great way you can prepare too is, um, you you just had asked that question, how do you prepare? Is I think is you can watch couples that, I mean, you think, man, whether they're married or they're engaged or they're a dating couple, you say, I think they have a really, really healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. You watch that as a single person, not as Mm -hmm. a dating person, not as a, you watch people who you think you respect, you you admire their relationship and and you watch, you you can just learn things just by watching. That's how you conduct yourself in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And and you just kind of soak in, you know, when I was single, that's one thing I always tried to do is just soak in information. Whenever whenever I was around somebody who I thought had a great relationship, I wanted to soak in uh, just everything that they were teaching, watch what they were doing, Mm -hmm. and and then to get ready so that when I was dating somebody, I could conduct myself in a manner similar to that. That's so good. And I think, too, um, some major attributes that you need to acquire and and develop in, too, is, I mean— you also need to know how to be a good steward of your time, talent, and treasure. You know, I, I want to be able to provide for a wife. I might feel ready in my heart, but I don't have a penny to my name. I can't take care of her. So you're talking about you just even getting prepared. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we're called to be good <laughs> stewards and that there, there's no justification for not being a good steward or, or you know, to be a bad steward. You, you have to be a good steward. You know, oh, we're mm-hmm. in love. Yes, but how are you going to make sure she has food? You know, how, how are you going to protect and provide? As, as For me, as a man of God, that was something that was real 
in my life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I think a second thing too to prepare yourself is learn to be sacrificial and to prefer others and not get anything in return. So with your friends not, and family. Not be selfish. Not be selfish. You need to so die to simple. self. So yeah. simple. You're not ready to be married if you're full of yourself. I remember when I got married, it shined a light on my selfishness. Right. And I Same had, here. I had to get mature. Mm-hmm. Then when I had kids, it shined a light on mm-hmm. my selfishness. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I had to learn more maturity. <laughs> more maturity. Wow. So mm-hmm. it, always, it always does that to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Last thing here before we're finished. Um, I want to talk about purity in relationships. Ooh, come on, somebody. If you can't be pure, I would say do not get into a relationship. No, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. If your goal is to be pure mm-hmm. until marriage and mm-hmm. it's very important to you, mm-hmm. then that's another. That's a sure sign that you're ready to date. Mm-hmm. You're ready to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And purity is um, important if you're single. Mm-hmm. Purity is important when you're dating, yeah. and purity is important when you're married. Yeah, and engaged too. There you yeah. go. Dating, engaged. I was all the above. All the above. So true. And mm-hmm. purity is a is a never ending pursuit. Mm-hmm. A never ending pursuit. And you're thinking to yourself, well, that makes sense when I'm dating and when I'm engaged. Okay, but what, purity in marriage? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, adultery, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, looking at other females or males with lust mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. you're married. Jesus was clear that if you even look at another with lust, then you've committed adultery in your heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're, you can be impure even while you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think purity, purity is a goal every day until you die. Amen. And then you're mm-hmm. refined by Jesus, and you don't have those things anymore in your life. But, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, and if, if we can even talk about that, too, because some people think, oh, when I get married, it's all good. Yes, and that's a mistake to think that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, uh-huh. as soon as I'm married, I, I, won't be, I, I won't have to deal with lust. I won't have to do pornography. All this is, you know, my wife's going to fulfill. My husband's going to fulfill all my needs. That's too much pressure on that other person. They can't. They cannot fill that box for you. They cannot fill that cup for you. You know, how do we? I guess you could say it this way. How do we stay pure? Because when we get married, it doesn't just all the lustful thoughts and issues go away. How do mm-hmm. we maintain that purity in in regards to being married, being single, being engaged? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're married and you got to stay pure, always take it to the to Jesus. It's so good. Always. You will have impure thoughts and you'll have desires mm-hmm. that your spouse cannot fulfill. So good. And it mm-hmm. they should not be acted out upon. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You bring it you confess it to Jesus mm-hmm. or even your spouse and say, "Hey, pray for me." Uh, these are things so that I'm good. thinking, things that I'm I, I'm tempted by. Mm-hmm. I know it's not right. I feel attacked by the enemy right now. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to help me, keep me holy. That's why you put me. That's why the Lord's put you in my path. You're my helper. These are mm-hmm. some things I need help with. Help me. You mm-hmm. you be open and honest about these things. And it's very unfair to think your spouse put all the pressure on your on your spouse to fulfill all those sexual desires that mm-hmm. you have. That's very unfair. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. and another thought too is when if they're not fulfilling their end of the bargain 
Okay, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That then it justifies me. It gives me a license to do whatever I want to fulfill my needs. It's, that's not true. It's not true. I need to be obedient to what Christ is asked of me, regardless if my spouse is doing it or not. Yeah. Yep. Well, purity mm. is huge. It's so huge. It's so huge. And, and so huge. And we're running out of time. But next next podcast. Next podcast, very excited. This was a, um, a topic that we were talking about last week, and we want to hash it out more. We were talking about it last week just in, mm-hmm. in, as friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we thought, oh, this would be a great podcast. So next week we're going to be talking about what they didn't teach you in college. Ooh, that's going to be so good. What so they didn't good. teach you in college. We're going to hash it out and help you guys out as best we can. This has been a wonderful podcast. Yeah. See you later, everybody. See you, everybody. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.